everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, the only wild bow up serial shorter than the Bible, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Void, chapters 7.6 and 7.7. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether any of the Kenneteers' parents ever become aware and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. All right, before we get started, I wanted to remind everyone our fan art contest, Pale Complexions, is due on Friday. Ah! So... <laughs> Thank you for that, Malia. Uh, so the theme is takeover. So if you want to get any last minute submissions in, you have until Friday, Woo! which is, what day is that? April, April 1st. 1st. That's right. The very obvious choice of a deadline that I've actually said before. And I just <laughs> forgot it. April 1st uh, is our deadline. So Woo! please get your submissions in and you might be able to win some money. Which would be great. We like money. We like money. (laughs) If I was artistic and uh, not part of this podcast network, since that would be kind of cheating, I would consider putting something in. But well, maybe you could do like an anonymous-ish submission if you made like a. Yeah, but I know, but that'd be kind of crappy to be like, oh, I guess I won the money that could have gone to someone (laughs) else that listens to this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, I don't know. (laughs) But it's it's not like anybody. uh, Wouldn't that be kind of funny to find out like that one of our regular commenters or something like was actually uh, part of like the Doof Network? (laughs) Like, it was just, like, Matt in disguise, like, weirdly commenting about the things. (laughs) Matt, I mean, I think Ruben or Elliot would make more sense, just because... Sure, but but Matt would be, like, a twist. That would be an extra twist. You don't think (laughs) Ruben or Elliot would be a twist? If, like, they were, like, leg tall or something, and they were just, like, (laughs) commenting and asking discussion questions, and we were just being like, oh, yeah, this is totally, like, just some random person... That we don't know and have never talked to you before, but yeah, wow. it'd be no. a twist. They do it to get the sweet, sweet Our Mom Creates Wild Bow cards, which that, fair. which I mean, they could just ask us, but <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll get started. Uh, we've got our chapter summary, um, which is kind of a long one, but whatever. It's fine. Conquest arrives. Um, Laird discourages Blake. While Rose encourages him. Um, yeah. I know. What a, what a twist. What a twist. <laughs> what a fucking twist. Um, the Bahames start blasting music, which is pretty sweet. Except that Blake realizes it's distorting the perception of time. So Evan helps out as normal um, to get rid of that perception for Blake. Um, ends up releasing June, which fills the house with snow. Um, so adios, June. Hope you have a good afterlife um outside conquest accosts blake with two echoes from his past blake then stabs laird in the neck he then starts freaking out and conquest says hey you probably should help laird out and he can't really do it he does get evan to turn him over which is nice um then conquest attacks him 
like dodges while flinging insults. He then meets up with Evan and Maggie. They end up waking Rose up, who was unconscious, and draw a binding circle. Conquest starts shooting freaking everything. Maggie freaking bails. And then Blake tricks Conquest into chasing Rose into the mirror world. James Corviday throws the mirror into the binding circle. And somehow Conquest <laughs> is actually <laughs> defeated by that. We hope. We hope. Yay! So, far, so far, it seems like he's defeated by that. So what do you think of these chapters, Malia? Yay! I don't know, Yay! like, good resolution of some stuff, and still open questions, and now I have a third problematic man to mourn, although Laird probably has a lot of other people who will mourn him in the story. <laughs> but I'm, I didn't expect Laird to die, and I'm kind of bummed, but, um, I don't know. Yeah. I just have so many questions. So many questions. Well... And we can get to those, and I probably won't answer them, but we can still get to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so we start out with Conquest is here. Blake tells Lair, or I'm sorry, Lair tells Blake. That was a mix up there. Lair tells Blake that he's been making everything worse, while Rose actually encourages him. <laughs> um. Yeah, I really enjoy the comedic beat that this chapter starts off with, where Conquest is like, you know, I do believe this will end here. And Blake is like, I'm hoping it won't. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty <laughs> funny. It was interesting that like, even conquest doesn't say things in absolutes. Um, Like, you know, sure. He believes this is going to end here. Right. Like that's a true statement. Um, mm-hmm. And he was right, I guess, but also like, yeah. Like if this was a normal evil story, this would be like, this is the end. Like, bleh. Um, Mm-hmm. And that sort of stuck out to me. Um, maybe it's a sign of like conquest weakness, but also I think like being forsworn just sort of fucks you up no matter who you are. Although I still yeah. don't understand about lords. Like, can you forswear a lord? Are they just like, no, actually, I didn't say, I didn't mean that. This is the interpretation we're all going with and just move on. I feel like that would have more sway if it was a judge. Hmm. But I think a lord is not quite like as big on. I don't think they have quite as much sway as like in, in terms of that kind of stuff. But interesting, because I, I thought they kind of like filled a similar role where they um, adjudicated like forswearings in their territory. I think it's similar, but I don't know exactly the nuances. But I feel like the impression I got when I was reading Pale is just like that they have more. I think like a judge is more like just that a judge. Um, hmm. of all that or a lord i think probably has some say in it but i don't think it's like this is the final verdict that i'm gonna pass off um i don't know could be wrong but like that's never stopped me from saying anything before <laughs> <laughs> sure i mean I, that seems like it would be fair but i don't know we don't know um but yeah i remember like just straight up not understanding the plan um it yeah some yeah sometimes i'm torn as the reader between like like a scene wherein they sit down and like describe the whole plan if the plan ends up kind of working like is boring but like we're also following this from blake's perspective but like blake's perspective like skips when it's more um suspenseful or exciting for the audience to like not know information that the characters know yeah um and i mean like 
I wonder if there was a way to do this that wasn't quite as bewildering. Um, because like the puzzle of why does he want Laird to be there, but also conquest to be there, but also if they're there at the same time, it's bad. You know, like the fact that like we need Laird's blood and something from Rose and whatever. But I'm also like, wait, was freeing Pose? I mean, we can get there, but like, was freeing Pose like part of the original fucking plan? Because like, what? Like, a lot of things seemed like they were like betrayals or fuck ups. Where when I'm reading back through it, I don't know if that's actually what was happening. Like, if this was all on purpose or not. Yeah, I mean, because like Maggie running away and you know doing things was really useful because she like was able to do shit with the circle, right? And like. Freeing Pose was really useful, <laughs> um, even if I hated it. Um, and just like yeah. shit like that, right? Like there were things that at in the moment seem like he's like, Evan was coming back, but to Maggie. And it's like, I guess that's not like a bad to Maggie. It was like a to Maggie, because that's where you should go or what. I don't know. It was just like weird. Um, and I totally didn't get it. And at the end when it was like, I guess he's whatever defeated i was like wait what like <laughs> we're in the middle of an arc what's going on <laughs> <laughs> um but i am you know excited to move on from conquest we'll see what happens um but yeah um so the we find out corvette didn't do anything to duncan and his fiance so that's nice and yeah, that was the nigga also, time <laughs> we also find out that the other side does know that the astrologer and the sisters are fighting because of, I mean, quote unquote, Blake, but really like Rose and Corviday. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So we just, we find out some clarifications, which is always, I love that. I really yeah. love clarifications. And then we go into the whole, like Laird and, Deba- and Blake, the Laird Blake debates round seven or whatever the fuck this is. Um, <laughs> I, I really just found myself on Blake's side throughout the whole thing. And it's like, maybe it's just because I am, you know, reading the whole thing from Blake's perspective. But the only thing I found like potentially convincing was like, Blake, you haven't really made your friends lives better. Like I'm not really sure where I stand on the whole Blake awakening his friends because they did say yes. Although I don't know if they had enough information to really consent. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think that Blake really would have made it without them. Cause I do think they helped him like his self a lot. Um, and I mean like they heal him, they, his blood, their blood heals him or whatever. Um, but like, and I think ultimately Blake continuing to, I mean, I guess maybe this, there is, this is the world where Blake dying is better for everyone, but I don't know enough to be able to say for sure whether that's true true that's true right and i do think that blake in general has like been trying to do the right thing and has like stopped pose until he freed him and stopped the hyena and you know various things so i don't know um i mean i guess we're gonna have to see if blake kicks it and if the story gets better (laughs) (laughs) packed part two laird was right so (laughs) how mad would you be if like because you'd expect, like, Rose to take over if, if, if Blake died. Like, if it was, like, one of the Bahams or somebody as, like, the protagonist. Ah! <laughs> no, I would love that! No, I would love <laughs> it. Really? Oh, my God. Um, 
Because <laughs> then we get to see, like, evil, scary as shit Rose, you know? Ah. Like, fucking Nightmare Rose. Nightmare um, Rose. Black that'd Rose. Be, that'd be fun. Ooh. Black Rose. Ooh. God, that'd be so fucking good. Um, except, like, I do feel like the the ending of the story isn't going to be like, yep, like, fuck the Thorburns. They're obviously objectively bad. And it was great that Blake died. <laughs> like, I feel like if, if something like that happened, it'd be like a, you know, we, we'd still find ways to, I don't know. That'd be, oh, wow, that'd be super interesting. I wonder, God, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want Blake to die. You're like, I wonder if she just made that up or if she's actually telling me something <laughs> truthful. No, just like, what if it's like, I'm trying to think of like characters we saw. So there's like the married, the, the or the engaged couple. Um, Cause I, I, I mean, I guess Wildbo would write a story about a full adult, but he hasn't done that to my knowledge. So that would be weird if it was just like Sandra. Um, I feel like one of the, the engaged mm. couples or like Penelope, Penny, Penelope, whichever one that was. Um, or are you thinking of Ainsley? Your favorite TV show? <sighs> no, but like, is it the the one chick who thought Blake was hot with the fairy and like arc one? Oh yeah, two? I'm I'm blanking on her name right now, but I don't hear. I think it, about. I think it was like Penny. Penny, that that sounds Duchamp. right. Penny or Penelope Duchamp? I think it was that. Okay. Um. Da 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 da. But yeah, I mean that'd be really interesting. But my brain is my brain is now. In another world where Blake right. is dead and I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> I never said that happened. God, and then I'd have four problematic, like, men to mourn. I still, I don't know how to classify Dick Swizzle, but somebody's got to classify That's nice of you. That's nice of you, Malia. Um, in some ways, Dick Swizzle was the most pure out of all the problematic men who have died in the story. <laughs> and the least appreciated. I mean, I feel like purity, you could argue <laughs> that he's a goblin and you don't know anything about him, really. So that's might not be true, Malia. But, uh, it's Dick God, it's so good. Okay. I can't get any more pure than Dick Swizzle. I mean, that's a good point. Like, how much more wholesome can you get? Right? That's well, like, not like, not wholesome, just like very, like him, like very himself and maybe not entirely problematic i feel like humans being dicks to each other is worse than goblins being dicks because it's a little bit in their nature more than a human maybe i don't know we don't have to get into this okay um laird goes whole back to the whole like me accruing power is me saving my family kind of a thing um and it's just interesting because like i think maybe like like holistically probably but individually you know like i think he would still say that Junkin dying would be worth it if the family was able to gain enough in whatever. So yeah, he's been basically telling Blake that he totally sucks. While Rose, I mean, she's she's not really nicely encouraging him. She's kind of <laughs> like, you better not fuck this up. Like, you know, like, don't make all this shit a waste. Like, don't listen to him. I don't know. But, you know, it's okay. That's just not, it's not in her nature to be, like, cuddly. Sure. So. I mean, I think she's also kind of like freaking out and she's just like, you need to pull it together so that, you know, we can get through this or whatever. She, I, at one point, like kind of, you know, I guess rudely is like, Evan's not here to like defend you. <laughs> I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Um, like, 
like you're thanks rose i mean she does help though like but i'm just like you're you're being I think really so. nice yeah i mean i mean it, it does yeah in some ways they work really well together um sort of mentioned this later but when they like release rose or when you know they like it's just timed really well and she just sort of does it um because i think blake had kind of agreed that yeah maybe we should do that or whatever it, it just like there are like moments like that that remind me of like when the kenneteers are super on the same page um and just mm-hmm. like working together without having to like say anything um it's good um yeah because i don't know i still love the two of them even if they're kind of a mess and if their connection is like purposefully fucked, mm-hmm. um, which Conquest sort of mentions later or something, I don't know. I'm still just very confused by everything. Um, fuck. And then Maggie <laughs> has to go yeah. and be like, um, I deserve the sword. <laughs> I deserve the sword. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, well, just fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you owe me for coming all this way i'm like one you didn't have to two you wanted to so that you could do your whole blood and darkness shit three you did it without knowing there was a sword involved in any way at all like yeah you don't like you don't deserve this just because you're here um, exactly like i mean i guess she's just trying to you know like get a claim on it because mm-hmm. it's a fucking cool goblin it sword is, it is cool yeah but um, but it was just like no, and especially knowing like Blake's familiar died because of this thing and has a lot mm-hmm. of like issues associated with it in particular, and to not be like okay, I will let this go. I mean, I guess it's like I like I can still see why she's doing it because she's a human and she needs power, and this would be really really great. Yeah, but it'd be pretty useful, it just but... felt like a really dick move in this moment to be like. <laughs> My goblin sword. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's a little dickish, but yeah. Yeah. And Blake gets to be like, you're possessed by something. Lol, just kidding. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get to that yet? Or should we wait? It? Well, I mean, yeah, we can... <laughs> I don't even know. He just sort of like, you know, he like mentions it in this part. He's like, if it even is you. And she's like, what's that supposed to mean? And then we like, you know, move and then on. He's like, we shouldn't fucking fight about this now, y'all. Yeah, it, not a good time. Like, even if it is like a weird possessed thing, like, leave her on your side for now. You know, yeah, you don't need her to something. turn a thing. What is your What is your thought on that? I feel well, I feel like we talked about this last time, and I still like. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, you think he's just like being a little bit paranoid, or no? I mean, it, it definitely seems more like there's something possessing Maggie. Okay. Um, but I'm still not sure if, like, how recent of a change that is, like, what it has, if it has to do with her being able to get to Toronto, um, or what. Like, I'm I'm not sure. Okay. Do you think but, we'll ever find out? Yes. <laughs> okay. I think by the end of Arc 8, we will know what the fuck is in Maggie. I mean, maybe she could just fuck off and then we'll just, I don't know. I don't know. So by the end of Arc 8. Okay. I like sure. that prediction. <laughs> end of Arc 8. We're gonna find out what the fuck's up with Maggie. Um, or at least like a little bit. <laughs> at least a little bit. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. Should I go move on to the next part? Sure. Okay. The b- Bahamas start blasting some music like uh-huh. it's a freaking block party <laughs> up in there, um, and I don't remember if they specified the type of music. Did they t- say what kind of music? Arabic 
with TikToks and gear sounds. All right. That's, I mean, that's a very specific type of genre right there. Um, and if anyone knows anything that kind of sounds like that, I'd love to hear it. So mm-hmm. please leave a comment on Reddit or Discord because I'd love to hear that. Um, so basically, you have blasting some of this music, some of this real like uh, indie hipster shit right there. Um, Blake orders the hyena to destroy the music because um, he's like, whatever the behemoths are doing, that probably should just be destroyed. Um, Conquest tries to shoot Blake and he fails. Like he misses every time. And Blake realizes Ooh. that the music is actually helping him out right now, kind of because it's slowing the perception of time. Um, Evan ends up helping Blake to fix his perception just in time, basically. Um, Cause Duncan tries to fuck him up. Um, then Blake uses June to fill the house with snow. Um, we go outside. The hyena is bleeding out, which we can't really make ourselves feel that bad about. <laughs> Yeah, it actually was pretty convenient overall. Um, <laughs> so the yeah, I mean, the music reminded me of like I think in arc I make up arcs in my mind. I think arc three or whatever when he goes to the Bahames, the the words that they were saying when they were doing their big ritual against Blake were in Arabic. I think, mm-hmm. um, and then like tick talking sounds and gear sounds. It seemed like some weird like chronomancy mixtape. Kind of rat. You just said you go back and make up arcs. Like, do you mean you have like a specific arc that you always say? I think it was an arc three when it wasn't, or like, what well, do you mean? I was ab- I was about to say like I feel like it was, like in arc one, and then I was like I don't think it was an arc one. Like all the I think I always just say an arc one, um, mm-hmm. because everything before Toronto is arc one in my mind. But there were two other arcs before Toronto, <laughs> so like I think Penny was arc two. That's kind of I don't know. So that's kind of funny, remember. but like um, for some reason. If I'm, like, and I've had to try to stop, like, doing this, but, like, for the longest time, whenever I'd be telling people, like, stories about when I was a kid or whatever, I'd always say when I was eight. It doesn't matter at, like, the way, like there's no way all this stuff could have happened when I was eight, right? Like, like, and I don't know why. Eight's just the age. I just, I, like, think everything happened, and I guess the rest of my life just, like, just blank. <laughs> So it just kind of reminded me of that. I'm like, you're doing the same thing with arcs, which is probably better than doing it with your actual life, like me. (laughs) (laughs) But it probably doesn't matter quite as much in terms of like citing to things in your life as it does what I'm trying to like cite to specific. I guess that's true. The story, but I'm just like, yep. I haven't had a magician party. Um, Do you remember that? I had a magician party a little bit. Yeah, I probably I don't think I was eight, but I think I was eight. I don't know. Like, might have been. I might have been eight. I had a magician at a party. It was pretty sweet. So, um, and he tried to cut, like, he, he asked for a volunteer. And my best friend um, at the time, Corinne, she, like, volunteered. And he said he was going to cut, like, saw her in half as, like, that trick. And she got so scared. She, like, ran screaming all the way across the yard and, like, hit in the back. And so I think, sad. and then I stepped up and got sawed in half. And, um, I mean, I'm still it's here. still alive. I'm still alive. Um, I, was, I just remember that. Like, oh, poor Corinne. She was traumatized really for sad. life. <laughs> uh, you know, I've never heard her uh, talk about seeing a magician since. So, I mean, <laughs> it's never come up, but maybe that's for a reason. I don't know. I'll have to ask her about that someday. <laughs> I 
haven't talked to her in a long time. Anyway, um, that was apparently when I was eight, like everything else in my life. So, um, yeah. All right. Good to, good to share that with the world. Now we're going to move back on. To, <laughs> um, so yeah, the, we talked about the music. It's like weird chronomancy shit. You said Arabic and TikToks, which at first I thought you meant TikTok, like the app right. thing. No. And then I realized, no, you're actually talking about TikToks. That <laughs> ticking and talking. Ticking and talking. Um, the actual like original term, what it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> I wonder if anyone has, I wonder how much this sounds like if there's a version of TikTok by Kesha in Arabic. <laughs> oh that'd be awesome that would be great <laughs> that what if that was it malia <laughs> i'm gonna google that tiktok thank you for that thank you malia such a good song <laughs> tiktok arabic song um it just says all- the ones on yeah. tiktok right put kesha kesha um nothing's coming up so far so i don't think that's come up which is a bummer but it (laughs) it does make make sense all right um you note that maggie kicking duncan in the head was satisfying and (laughs) he's like um you either shoot me or you don't shoot me like it's, a gun has only two options and Maggie's like, here's the third. And she's just like, kicks yeah. in the face. and it was like, yeah, I love this. Like, I mean, like violence <laughs> is bad and stuff, but something about that was very satisfying. Sometimes it's satisfying, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just joking. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, so then so then Rose does her whole like summoning or getting the hyena to do the thing. And she's like the seventh youngest Thorburn does whatever and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, how like it's very magic-y and practicey and like kind of ridiculous or whatever. But just does she sit around thinking of like weird shit to say in this stuff? Like, what if she wasn't the seventh youngest? She must have like counted it off in her head or whatever. Or she like wouldn't have risked saying it, but it's just kind of like this is sort of ridiculous. Like, does she just sit around being like, "Ooh, what is some like weird shit that I could say?" <laughs> or was it just like it just came to her? Like, <laughs> it's kind of great if it just came to her, but like, what? Like, I don't like. I mean, I'm the youngest sibling because there's two of us. But like, that's not that <laughs> impressive. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like, I, mean, I guess that doesn't sound that hard. Like, the second youngest of. <laughs> The Hamilton daughters. <laughs> it's it's like like the seventh son of the seventh son or whatever is some I don't remember what what series or whatever that is, but I think that's some like thing in some like magic series or whatever. Like it's very like you know seven is a big magicy number and like I don't know. It just feels it felt like right, but it was also like when I read it again, I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is so over I mean- the top she doesn't sleep so like maybe she literally does just think about weird shit to say that like is magical i mean i mean it's useful if this helps you know to like have these things in her back pocket where she can pull it out and be like i mean maybe she like even has like a little journal she can write this stuff like be like okay next time i summon someone i could say this (laughs) Uh, something having to do with roses, something mm. the Thorburns, which is kind of like thorns. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, or may- maybe like when you know Grandma Rose like 
made her as a vestige like she i don't know did something to make it easier to implanted a whole bunch of like yeah weirdly specific like weird suggestive like (laughs) kind of like when you're googling something and then like it's like has a suggestive phrase pop in like maybe like it's kind of like that with like her brain you know she just like has to start thinking it would be useful it could be useful, but also could be really distracting if you're trying to think of something different. You could be like, you could be like, ah, dang it, brain! Just because I've thought about like, I don't know, cats, like a bunch of times, doesn't mean I'm trying to look up cats again when I'm trying to like type in catch or like, you know. <laughs> and, like I now, wonder, I go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I wonder what sort of. Um, if there are specific challenges that like practitioners with ADHD or whatever face, um, I don't mm. know if just a lot more people have ADHD than I thought or like what's going on. But I feel like a lot of people I know have been diagnosed as like adults recently who are in like professional programs. Um, I've had like two different people tell me that they think that like I'm ADHD, which I don't necessarily know if I agree, but I also haven't been to a psych. Um, Why did they tell you that? well like they both had it and are or have it or like whatever and are just like yeah those things that you just said remind me of myself and i was like i thought some of those things had to do with my anxiety and some of those things just had to do with the fact that i'm uh what (laughs) yeah i would be careful about i mean it's it's one thing to like have someone like a mental fresh health professional diagnose you but like i feel like just because I'm not saying this to you indirectly. I'm just saying, like, in general, if you've been diagnosed with some kind of, like, mental condition, that does not mean you can diagnose other people <laughs> who sure, are mind, yeah. you know? Like, just because someone has some of the same mannerisms as you or kind of reminds, like, you of yourself, it does not mean that those same things are due to, like, a mental, like illness or like ADHD or anything like that. It might just be a personality thing. And that's why you have like mental health professionals to kind of look at all that. Um, Cause I, that's, that can be kind of a dangerous thing to start uh, diagnosing people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, part of me was like, maybe at some point if I like go to a psych, I might be like, by the way, is there a test? Because like people have maybe said, but also like, cause like the ability to like, unfailingly focus on readings or whatever would be act like fucking incredible and i would love that but um the fact that like i use my phone a lot at night before i fall asleep to me is more of an anxiety thing probably than a adhd thing like i would almost yeah i mean and i think that like going to sleep reading and things like that is something that has been around for a long time phones are relatively new I think a lot mm-hmm. more people are using their phones like before they go to bed or to like do random things than they used to. Um, and it, I mean, I think like people have gotten better at diagnosing for things like that as well. So that might also, and, and more people are going to see mental health professionals. So that also might seem why it's being, it's more prevalent. Um, I'm not going to speak one way or the other for you, um, but I would not take that to heart <laughs> at least, like personally um because and yeah i don't know. i i just like nothing against your friends or whatever i just like that really is a pet peeve of mine and kind of gets like gets to me when people try to like diagnose other diagnose people. other people like especially with 
with mental health things because that those could are really tricky, you know, because like yeah. just because someone like someone might be really bubbly and really like hyper or like someone might just I don't know, it, it, like there's it, and mul- multiple symptoms it, like it's like it can be a personality thing. Um, it can be like even a different thing, like you said, anxiety. Um, like it, it's just it's it's too complicated, like for the layman to try to like just be like, oh yeah, you totally have like ADHD because I have it, and I've got this extra medication here. You can have some. sure, right? No, I think that is definitely not something that I would do or that other people should do. You should have medical professionals prescribe you meds. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just like weird because two people who don't know each other at all, like without me asking, were like, I think you have this. And I was like, they were also both men. And I know that ADHD like manifests differently in women often. And mm-hmm. so I don't know what that has to do with it. It was just a thing. But it made me think about like, like, what if Rose was Rose, but also like very distractible. <laughs> and that would be fun. That could be fun. Uh, but Good thing that she's not, <laughs> or they'd True. probably be dead. Um, so I feel like, yeah, that wouldn't be too good for uh, the situation, at least. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, because yeah, I, I have it to, broken down. It's there's there's the music, there's conquest and his rifle, there's the snow, there's the hyena, and then there's just like yeah, the general time fuckery. Like it's a mess, and like they're fucking neighbors, like. I don't remember if they're in the spirit. They're not in the spirit world, I don't think. I don't think they moved over. So they're just like a whole bunch of people like blasting music and destroying a house next to you in the middle of a blizzard. Like, what is happening? Yeah, be like, oh. uh, this is, I don't know. Like, it's a lot. I really <laughs> like, how are the spirits gonna fucking deal with this mess? Like, well, hopefully, they're probably kicking up the snow, or I don't know. They're kicking up stuff enough so that maybe people can't see the house and maybe they'll say it was like, a really bad blizzard and they left the windows open and it got filled with snow right i think that maybe i feel like conquest throws a tree or something at one point so maybe it could have been like you know the tree fell bad. On the yeah the tree fell that's true um but yeah so yeah they move real fast and june june which i've got to say is i mean i've never really mentioned this i don't think but like kind of a funny name for a ghost who's like bringing snow everywhere (laughs) right yeah yeah i just i don't know like part of me is like i'm like good for june but also i'll miss you um and i I, blake will also miss her like i think blake's kind of sad it's like kind of cute i'm like sad and he's sad um like she's been there since the beginning and she's never been as antagonistic as rose has so i think he's a little bit bummed did you write (laughs) let her go two times in a row because it was like frozen let her go let her go yeah, she'll yeah. rise like the break of oh, you, I didn't even notice you typed that part <laughs> I didn't even notice that <laughs> you so... let her go let her go the perfect girl is gone <laughs> yeah I don't know what else to say <laughs> I mean it says thank it you for all, giving Malia. me that perfect opportunity <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so welcome I'm sure everyone appreciates that. <laughs> um, uh, that's hilarious. I didn't even notice you wrote that last part, and I should have, but yeah, that was perfect opportunity. Oh, yeah. man. 
kind of randomly, I just kind of curious, like, are you still doing voice lessons? Because I know you told me a long time ago you were. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Good. Um, there's lots of things with like, well, first there's lots of things like the way you stand and like the different muscles and like your legs and like your core that you're supposed to be using. And hmm. you're supposed to breathe like out, not like up. Um, cause, mm, like, like my, your my abdominal. Yeah. Cause like, if I'm like breathing and I go up kind of, it like will mess me up. I it won't be able to be as grounded for like the high notes or something. And there's lots of talk hmm. about like, like my, like my mouth and like, like creating space and like, like putting my tongue in certain places. And I mean, it's like really like helping, I think. Um, not that that necessarily hmm. was a good example of my. amazing singing voice um but it's been really fun cool that's awesome that sounds fun that's not something i would have thought about even trying to do but um it sounds like sounds like it's kind of fun so yeah awesome um do you guys like sing together um it's more like we spend um the first like two-thirds or so of the lesson doing different warm-ups um and she's on the piano and she'll play like a little like or something and like and you have to like then i'll do it along with the piano because it'll go higher and higher and higher or whatever until i die until- every once in a while she's like <laughs> kayla she's like last one and then she goes like three more and i'm like <laughs> like you lied it's <laughs> like ah! like <laughs> it's a lot um that's funny yeah and then and then we pick songs that we work on like right now i'm working on um a samuel barber song so they're like i i sort of said like i guess my goal would be to be able to sing the aria from um the magic flute so the the queen of the night aria um the Ah. right so but it's at least an octave from what i was just doing i think um it's ridiculous (laughs) okay yeah yeah Sure. And um, so I think we're doing, we've been doing more like opera That is really things. freaking high. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think the highest note is like the high F or something. Um, And I've hit like maybe D's, maybe, maybe E's in warmups, but not like consistently. Anyway. Um, so what's like your, like, I, I don't know anything about singing. So like, what, are they, what is, what is the, I guess the classification of like your voice? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, if you're yeah. like a, you know, I am. I am a soprano. Um, okay. There's different types of sopranos, and I don't really know, and they haven't really told me. Um, but like, so it's soprano, and then mezzo is like mezzo soprano. So that's more of like an in between range, and then there's alto, and I think those Which are ones, like what are what's high and what's low. <laughs> I don't even so, know. Sorry, so that was high to low. So soprano is high, and alto is low for women, and then okay. in men there's um tenor baritone and bass which is high to low um okay but there's also different classifications in there i think that my friend was sort of telling me about and i don't remember fully what she said um hmm. interesting okay cool yeah sopranos have the stereotype of being like the bitchy ones and we always get like a <laughs> melody so our job like isn't as hard and we're really full of ourselves and yeah. <laughs> that's freaking hilarious it's fun. I, kind of, I wonder if i have the same tone as or like the same class as you. I don't know. Or like range or something. It might be I, how it's described. I don't know. I think mom I have is a like lower, an alto. An alto. Like maybe She's a, a mezzo. She, I feel like mom's voice is pretty low. Um, and so I don't know why my voice is really 
Hey, I mean, who knows? Yeah, but hmm. the lessons the lessons have really rounded out my voice, so I sing more. My teacher calls it like a whistle tone is what I would go to really quickly, but now I use more of my head voice. There's like head voice, chest voice. Um, because you know when you're like singing and you're going up and you get you hit that spot where it gets weird. Yeah, that's yeah. like the transition from chest voice to head voice. Um, and apparently I just go to like fucking whistle voice. Like I just like. So we're filling, we're rounding it out more. Okay, I don't really know what I'm it talking more, about. It's like more like less like fuller, fuller. Less okay, less breathe, less like breathy and screeched. Screechy is not very, not a very nice That's way how to say it. Feels it. When I'm it does. It <laughs> I'm like that like, sounded not like how you sound. But okay, here's a random fun fact about you that I don't know if you remember. But you probably do because I think you've mentioned it. Um, with mom and you know what I'm about to say. I think um, so. I think when like how old were you? Like I don't know when you were really little. Um, I think like you would he- heard like people whistling before, but you didn't know how to whistle. So I you think would just dad like would, like wolf whistle sometimes as like yeah. a- or like to get the dog's attention or something. And instead of actually whistling, you would just like use your voice i would scream it you'd scream it and it actually sounded like a whistle because it was just so high and it was kind of impressive yeah my vocal cords are nuts it's fun yeah that sounds pretty nuts that's cool (laughs) yeah so i'm like yeah i like playing the ukulele and stuff but i have noticed yeah it's just like sometimes you have i don't know like sometimes you have better days and sometimes Mm -hmm. you have days where like your voice just sounds like crap and I just don't know how to regulate that. It's just like, well, this is what it is, and I don't do it for a living, so it's okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my instructor kind of says like that. That's just how it is. Where sometimes your voice is one way, and sometimes it's another way, and you can't hmm. really fully control. You know, you can't really control it. You just sort of like you, you just, just do what you can to do it confidently, like it's going to work. And she's just like, and a lot of times it doesn't, but it's fine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah interesting all right okay well thank you for indulging me um on that i was curious so yeah um what else do you have for this part i kind of like um well (laughs) we are escaping the house and then um evan was really worried that blake was shot and didn't realize it like in the movies which was very adorable um and then he's like okay go get pose and i'm like this sounds real bad but okay yeah and then he runs into the golden disc boy um and i'm very worried about this next part okay (laughs) yeah i'm so worried (laughs) okay so one of the behames is you know standing there and he's like hey duncan's like bleeding because i like almost cut his hand off or something like maybe you should go deal with that and he's very torn because he's you know there's uncle laird and he needs to help him or whatever and he's Mm -hmm. like i promise i won't hurt your uncle laird too badly and then he says, I won't kill him if I can help it. I'm like, I don't know if that last if that last clause fixed anything or helped anything. Um, yeah. I mean, the... Like, what the fuck does too badly means? But also you stabbed him in the neck. <laughs> and also, it seems like your plan was to get his blood. Um, which is why he doesn't say, I won't hurt your uncle. He just says, too badly. Um, but like you do kill him <laughs> and he does die and <laughs> you sort of tried to help, but you didn't really. 
And yeah. So I'm really worried that like this is coming back to him and he's going to be like something and it's going to be bad. Do you think if Blake is forsworn, Rose is going to take his place or she's still going to be, or how is she going to be affected? Do you think? Wow. Um, I mean, I don't know that she would like, like he's not dead. So I don't know that she can like, I'd take his place yet. Like he's still alive. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably very bad for the Thorburn karma. And uh, she also said that weird thing about how she hasn't actually really been doing much magic or anything. It's been other people, which was like kind of true, I guess, but also I don't really get it. And um, I don't know. I mean, part of me is like, like can't get forsworn right now because I need to see the implement and domain rituals, but maybe it'll be Rose doing the implement and domain rituals and Blake will just be there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but this seems like very possible for swearing territory, although it scares me to say that. Okay. Um, But this was a very like, wait, what the fuck moment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wasn't, wasn't super, wasn't super great. It was Um, bad. Yeah. It was bad. I don't know. I don't really remember. I don't know if Blake really knows what forswearing is. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever talked to him about it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't remember if he knows what it means. <gasps> Fuck. Okay. This is bad. I thought that they had. Didn't I they? Like remember. They were like, if you lie, it hurts your power. <sighs> Uh, I don't remember. What did Grandma tell him? Yacked. Well, because, like, um, so, like, in Subordination 6.4, who's tried to name uh, Blake Forsworn? And so he had to, like, defend himself. So, like, someone had told him, like, about that at some point. Right. And and I just checked, um, arc one chapter three and grandma says in like her tasks she says um break a promise or an oath and you will be forsworn and you will be stripped of every protection afforded to even the common ignorant people that decorate this earth there you go so hopefully he gets (laughs) um it just feels like it's pretty blake energy to get forsworn at some point (laughs) in this fucking story because that's his luck right it's got to get bad and uh, I don't know. I guess the homeless thing made me think of Charles. Like when I was thinking about it with the echoes today, I was like, "Oh, that's a, yeah, yeah." I don't know. Well, we'll find out. <sighs> yeah. So then, um, so then Conquest walks outside, and Blake's like, "So we're not fighting?" And Conquest is like, "I'm too good to fight you, lol." And like. The fact that it's conquest and not like war or violence or something has like super saved Blake's ass like so many times. <laughs> Cause like violence or maybe war or whatever could just like would just fucking shoot Blake in the face right now, you know? But like conquest has to be all like dominate. Yeah. Um God. But yeah. We can get to the fun part. <laughs> the fun part. Um, all right, next part. Um, so Laird and Conquest meet with Blake outside. Conquest ends up attacking Blake with two terrible echoes from his past. And then Blake straight up stabs Laird in the neck, which does seem 
kind of problematic to his promises, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, yeah, so I really um, appreciate how Wild Bo <coughs> deals with this. Yeah. Um, I feel like we get a good sense of Blake's trauma. Um, I mean, I'm assuming this is like basically our confirmation that Blake has been raped. Um, the confirmation that, you know, he's been shot. Like, it was like, what? Um, and he manages to convey a lot of the trauma by not showing it to us, which is really, I appreciate a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to read a rape scene or whatever. And I'm glad that we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it's still really effective. Right. Um, yeah. And it's like a lot of authors wouldn't have done this or wouldn't have been able to do this in this way mm-hmm. um, because hashtag trauma porn or whatever and i yeah i was really grateful yes um yes yeah um because part of it right he's like the first one um he's like oh this isn't even the worst one or the second worst one right like this isn't the one i got shot during and it's so horrifying that you're like this isn't the worst you know like this isn't like this isn't holy the bad fuck. one yeah right or even like or even there's things between this and the rape one you know like there were there were worse things than this experience that weren't like the really, really ultimately bad one. Um, like it's uh, so awful. Um, and Evan is here and it's so sad and like so good, but so awful. And I yeah. feel really bad for both of them, obviously, but I'm glad that like has someone with him, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So then, so then Blake's trying to get away from the second one where he, he knows what it is, you know, and, um, he can outpace it. Um, and Laird grabs him and holds him mm-hmm. and makes him relive this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I had kind of forgotten that Blake that Laird had like forced this on Blake. And mm-hmm. so the second time I was like, Oh, of course he stabbed you in the throat. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah, maybe he can argue that, you know, he couldn't help it. Right. Part of me is like, maybe this is can be an instinct argument that gets him out of the whole whatever but he didn't say like willingly hurt him he just said hurt him so probably not um but uh i don't know what laird means when he says this is for the best and i don't know what conquest means later when he's like there's deals that can't happen if laird's not alive um i don't know what's happening but it sounds bad like it's probably bad i don't know i don't know it's probably Um, bad but well Probably deals Uh, that can't happen if conquest is bound, I guess, in that sense, too. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, people should just talk to each other anyway. Um, (laughs) I also, yeah, going back to the second echo, um, I really appreciate how Evan gets him through this. Um, he's you know, like you know, throwing out things, being like, What can we do? How can we, you know, deal with this problem or whatever, and like pretend it's a video and skip to the end. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, like with June, you could kind of like, you know, affect that, um, which was so great. And then um, I guess Alexis knew Blake during this time. And I'm wondering like how they met and like when this was in their friendship and just sort of like whatever. Because I I, had, I don't know. I just was kind of like, oh, I, I was surprised, I guess, by the fact that she was in his life at this point. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, and then he stabs him with the, the splinter, the splinter, um, which is very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> but also, like, have you just been carrying this around? What the fuck is going on? 
Where did that come from? Where did you pull that from? What is happening? Um, <laughs> it was great. Is is it it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I guess he thought it'd be important sometime, and I guess it was. It's not exactly <laughs> how uh, how he thought. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yes, it's a lot. All right. Blake is basically freaking out watching Laird dying. Um, Conquest suggests he helps him because he has, there's oaths and things that won't be accomplished if Laird is dead. Blake tries, but he just can't do it. Um, besides having Evan like push Laird's face down. So he's not at least choking on his blood. Um, Blake almost considers skewering himself on Conquest's bayonet, but then he realizes that he doesn't actually want to die, and he's just all jacked up emotionally, basically. Yeah. Um, also, Laird's eye is fucked up, and I don't get it, because he's like, it wasn't from the whole stabbing him in the throat thing, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if that's just like a, the blood was already welling up inside of him. Do you know what that means, Jenny? Why was his eye fucked? <laughs> My guess um, is I know... Based on reading Pale and everything, we know, and, and like, I think Laird um, dabbles in some augury. Oh, and augury. Yeah. So, I'm assuming there's something with augury going on. Cool. That's not okay. Thinking, but, um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So then the whole, like, certain deals were made and those deals are void if he passes. Like, that sounds possibly bad. Um, maybe the whole, like, I promise not to use demons for 200 years. <laughs> kind of a deal which apparently was part of it i don't know if that's all of it but that was part of it i guess mm-hmm. um and it's upsetting and sad and i feel bad and um just the i don't know blake blake um i like that the emotional horror that he's experiencing doesn't really get dropped like he later he like pushes away from maggie and he like he can't like he like can't help Laird he can't like touch him he can't do it you know like different things like that um are kind of help me to realize what state he's in um yeah in a way that was pretty effective I think mm-hmm. um I thought it was interesting that he's like I can't deal with the lawyers because like the lawyers suck um and if I guess we talk about this a little bit later too but he's like yeah it's either like the lawyers or I lose or we deal with pose and I'm like or like it's like or giving the demons some ground I hate to give the demons ground but we're gonna do it and I'm like isn't the bad thing with the lawyers that you're giving demons ground like why don't you yeah just like and then he was like well I know pose is a known entity whereas the lawyers you know are unknown and I guess you know they could deal with worse things than pose so yeah but uh um yeah but yeah who's isn't he's not great you know he's not great um but also it seems like doing this was part of the whole plan in the first place which is part of what i'm like kind of confused but um yeah we start to get a sense of blake's plan because he throws some of laird's blood and conquest is like i love blood this is great and walks right (laughs) Um, uh and Blake starts like yelling at Congress about how much he sucks and how pathetic he is, which is fun. It's just kind of um, fun. Yeah. And then does Maggie have Mustard's glove? <laughs> I mean, maybe they each have a different glove. I don't know. 
Because Maggie can deflect bullets by waving her hand, which felt very musser. <laughs> I, I don't think that Maggie has musser's glove. Um, I don't. Think or rather, that, does musser have Maggie's glove? Um, not that I have seen any indication for. Uh, but I mean, I guess it could be, but I don't think so. Okay, well, it felt real familiar. It's <laughs> fair. All right. Um, so as you just said, Blake dodges conquest attacks, insulting him at the same time. He ends up getting pinned down by a car that uses the Stonehenge charm to escape, and he meets up with Evan and Maggie. They reawaken an unconscious Rose with Blake's blood, and they draw a binding circle with Laird's blood. So they're <laughs> they're using up all the blood. They're using all the blood. Yes. Um I thought it was funny that he was just sort of thinking and he's like, oh, Duncan, that little shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, theatrics. Like, <laughs> um, and does the chronomancy. It was this. This was so cool um, that he figured this out, and was able to do this at all. And it was neat seeing it, you know, from the perspective of the practitioner doing it. Um, yeah, it was very useful. Um, like it's it's like this was a really good use of the Stonehenge charm. But like, I feel like we're down to we have no assets again. Like we have Rose who has Corviday, which that's a bad idea. And then we have, you know, Evan and we have Maggie, maybe sort of, but, but who it's knows like, if that's a good idea right now. Right. But, but all the like magical thing, he's like, he even like uses the splinter. Like we've used every fucking thing we've acquired. I guess he mm-hmm. still has the locket, even if it's empty. Um, which again, why the fuck do you still have the locket? Hey, it's from his grandma. Who he loved very much. He loved so much. <laughs> uh, um. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but it was it was pretty useful. And then they Maggie's like, "Me and Rose aren't that good of friends, so I can't give her my blood." And Blake's like, "It's also because you're possessed." <laughs> <laughs> and then we move on. Um, and we get Pose. He comes out. Of the backpack, so that's where the book is. And this seems bad karmically to free a demon. Um, or at least, you know, a baby demon. And but it's useful because he's able to distract conquest while they're drawing the circle and Corvidae's finding a mirror. Um I mean I, I guess don't know they- why Corvidae has to find a mirror. Oh, I guess because God, I don't know. Something about the connections between the, the being and the object, so he's maybe able to trap conquest in that mirror and then they bind the mirror yeah yeah because like oh we'll almost get to that part but um in terms of freeing who's being bad karmically totally agree with you but you could also argue it might be a little worse karmically to have like to be in have conquest be like controlling (laughs) diabolus to like free a bunch of other random demons so maybe this is kind of like literally the lesser of two evils sure it just feels bad um yeah and it feels like this is not the last time we'll see pose which i guess is fun (laughs) yeah yes oh and then he shoots evan and that was upsetting even though we know evan will live in his i mean it's the next part kind of that i just but that's cool (laughs) i mean it's really the same it's like it doesn't really matter just like when i wrote shit um but Yes, that does suck, even though he's going to be fine. Um, so as we are saying, Conquest gets to the end of his rope and, s- rope and starts shooting everywhere. And he hits Evan because he fucking sucks. Um, Maggie ends up bailing 
which is kind of understandable, but also super lame. Blake ends up tricking Kong. Necessary. <laughs> yeah, necessary. But it, like when you're reading it, I feel like it's like, well, that sucks, but it, it, it works out. Um, Blake tricks Conquest to chase after Rose into the spirit world, or uh, into the mirror world, I should say. Um, Corvidae throws the mirror that he chases her into, into the binding circle, um, which successfully binds and defeats Conquest. Woo! Um, yeah, so this part was confusing, I kind of. So Rose hasn't used magic. I don't, I didn't remember her promising not to, but I guess she did at some point. And, uh, so she's, they're fighting, which is normal. And, I mean, this seems like, it seems like this has to be part of the plan, right? Just like Maggie running off kind of has to be part of the plan. Or at least, like, you know, somebody needs to make this circle is part of the plan. Um, Evan going to help Maggie, you know, we need to make the circle. Corbin is looking for the mirror. Like it's, it, it doesn't seem, I mean, I guess that's why Blake isn't like, and I was so hurt that she did that. It's just like, fucking Maggie's gone. <laughs> like, you know, she cut our connection so that conquest wouldn't notice her, you know, like it felt, I don't know. Um, interesting on the second read through. Cause it was just like, yeah, good thing. Maggie's gone. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then pose is like, what if I kill you right now? And Blake's like, I will end you. And Pows is like, fuck, okay, bye. And I'm like, I'm really glad that Blake is scary or something. It's like, Blake basically, like, bluffs his way out of that. Blake had nothing. <laughs> he had nothing. Who's just like, well, Rose is scary enough that, like, I don't want to risk that Blake can do the same thing. So I'm just going to leave. And Blake's like, oh, thank fucking goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, like, Conquest goes into, like, into, like, the mirror, the glass, like, pendant thing. Um, Rose Blake's breaks all the other possible mirrors around, except for that one that Corviday brings in. And then he throws that one to the binding circle, so that, which traps Conquest into there. Yep. <laughs> all right. I feel like I, think he- I get it. Okay. Sweet. Um... um but yeah, so it's it's Laird's blood, who was a free man that Blake had captured and Conquest had freed. Rose's hair, a freed woman that Conquest had captured and Blake had freed. And then the pages of a bound other who had been freed um, by the same dude. And so this is triply binding and huzzah. So it just seems like based on this, like, they had to have freed Pose or something. Um you could maybe argue um, if they had the axe still, like the June oh, was in, maybe. And the, uh, I don't know, know a or, great way to. Or maybe I mean, the maybe, hyena, like. I, I mean, I don't think they were no. going to free the hyena because Evan wouldn't have loved that. And I don't know what they would have had from him to free or True. to put in the circle. I guess they could have put like the wire or whatever of June's hatchet. Um, yeah. But yeah, which would have been better, but you know. Happens, hey, I, guess. I mean, it worked. It worked, it worked out. We think it, it seems to have worked. It seems like it worked. Yeah. We'll find um, out. Yeah, so now they're all just like lying in the snow and all the Bahames are still there and and it's gonna be great. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah, okay. Alright, um, so trying to think what a good pale and comparison section is to try to do. Um, let's think. It's like something where they bound something in a complicated way or something, but I can't think of what they've bound necessarily. Um, I mean, they did a binding of like the 
what's his face? One of the judges like bound um, like Edith, Edith um, which is not quite the same. It's a bit different. Um, right. I'm trying to remember like what happened when they caught like Bridge or whatever. Because um, I mean, the Kennedys, mm. I think, like to do the positive bindings, but I'm having a hard time thinking of um, some of the details. Let me see if I can find a uh, summary of that. Let's see if I can. Sorry, I'm kind of like looking down in here. So this is the part where like he ended up uh, taking control of Melissa, I think. And oh, bridge, yeah, 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 bridge. I'm trying to remember exactly how they did that. Let's see. I'm scrolling down. <laughs> I think like um, okay, so it's like the bridge went from Melissa to this random babysitter person. Um, and then I think there was like a fake Verona. Yeah, there was a fetch Verona, I think, or, uh, there's like a glamour Verona and bridge basically tried to possess the glamour Verona. Um, and she dissolved into dust and then bridge, like just as the parasite, like hit the ground and Mm. they end up like being able to get him in that way. So that was a lot of trickery. They had to chase him around and you like went and tried to put those a couple different people, and then they tricked him. That was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. They tried to... Was, uh, I don't remember how they got Sig. I feel like Sig, at some point, they just... Oh, they caught him in a jar or something. Weird. Um, And then they tried to get Mariska, which was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they've tried, they've tried a few different types of binding before. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, they've... Obviously, you could try to compare, like, him stabbing Laird in the neck, possibly with like uh, some of the Milo. What was that? I was thinking Milo. That that could be one. Yep. Um, what were, yeah. What were you thinking? I was thinking more like the BHI, like headmasters. Hmm. Just in terms of like being involved with that stuff, at least. But yeah, Milo is the most recent one for sure. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean the thing about Milo is that was very um intentional like yeah they got to the point where you know lucy makes a decision um whereas like lucy's just there for alexander and um i think verona was trying to give bristow an out a whole bunch of times and she didn't realize it was going to be as bad as it was right yeah um so what is this i mean because this was just like i mean we don't even know if it was just like a reaction or if it was like, I'm going to fucking stab Laird in the neck now. Or like, what exactly was the... Like, yeah. Because the plan was to make Get Laird blood. bleed. Yeah. Um, I don't think the plan was necessarily to kill Laird. Um, I don't think so. But... But he did feel pretty trapped. Right. Um, yeah, just sort of the like, reacting out of instinct um, is pretty different than what the Kenneteers have generally had to do. Um, yeah the time they just like i mean in a way like lucy like scratch like fucking up paul's car is kind of similar to this in terms of like i'm suddenly confronted with like a bad a bad triggering thing and i am reacting (laughs) that's true um or she was just like out of i mean anger and lashing out um and first trying to like throw curse on him or Blake is just like fucking traumatized and like doesn't want anyone to touch him and he just like 
stabbed Slayer in the neck, and then he can't fucking do anything to help or touch or anything. He just can't do right. it. Right. Um, Ugh, poor Blake. Blake. Blake's life sucks. <laughs> yeah. Poor Blake. Uh, yeah. All right. I think that um, that's pretty good on that. Um, so mm-hmm. let's go. And Malia, I want to hear a bold and specific prediction out of you. Woo! Woo! Um, so I, I guess I have two and a half or something. I don't know. So one I've sort of already said, but um, so I think that Laird's nephew will try to forswear Blake. Um, I don't know if it'll succeed or not. Um, it just feels weird to halfway through your story be like, you remember all those cool magic powers the main character had? He doesn't have them anymore <laughs> for the like half so of I'm, the fucking story. So I'm gonna make you um guess if it's gonna work or not. <clears throat> it's okay if it's wrong. It just feels it feels like it should. Like from what I know about the spirits and how they're like kind of dicks, it really feels like it should work. Okay, so you think so, that he's going to be forsworn? Okay, here the th- here, wait 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 unless um. So it seems I still it still seems like lords have something to do with forswearing shit in their territories. And right now the lord is been defeated. Um I'm not and so this plays in, I guess, to my other I I have two kind of contradictory predictions, but one is that Jeremy <laughs> will become the new Lord of Toronto. Okay. And the other one is that Isadora will reinstate conquest as the Lord of Toronto. Um mm. that okay. one just feels a lot sadder and lamer um yeah and now that people like the sisters etc know how much conquest sucks like maybe not as likely um but yeah so there's a there's a there is a world wherein the new lord of toronto for some reason doesn't forswear blake i don't know that they'd forswear the like behame kid who does i don't fuck God. um now they all hate blake yeah blake's well oh it's but rose do they hate blake or rose more Rose is more effective. Um, she's in a mirror, though. Yeah, I think you gotta just pick. You gotta pick it. You gotta pick something. Go with it. This is bold and specific predictions. <gasps> okay, bold and specific. Okay, it'll. It will. It will work. Okay, he's gonna be forsworn. <laughs> this is horrifying. He's gonna be forsworn, and then either Jeremy will become the new Lord of Toronto, or Conquest will be brought back by Isadora. Those are your predictions. Yeah. All oh, right. and if Blake mm-hmm. leaves the story, which I don't want to happen. Um, Penny will be the new protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then what happens to Evan? Evan can't leave. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> all right. I like all these. Um, and hopefully they're getting put in the flow sheet. E. <laughs> Slowly. Oh, Malia. <laughs> Malia, Malia, Malia. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's got to be updated in there. Okay. We're going to talk about our previous discussion question for last week, which is what is a collection you have and what do you think it says about you? We'll start with Ace of Swords. Um, they actually have a lot of collections. <laughs> so I'm just going to read out. Um, we've got the coin collection, dice collection, deck of cards collection, puzzle collection, and then two that actually are kind of pale-esque. Um, a rock collection, which is like... Obviously, Cherry Pop, Pop and Snowdrop. <laughs> um, and Turtle Statuettes, which um, I'm wondering if they were always Turtle Statuettes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. They're um, also probably gold and green and purple. <laughs> yeah, you gotta check, gotta check your room. 
<laughs> check around and see what they look like. Yeah. Don't be slapping people. <laughs> All right. Um, Ripper1337 collects coins um, passively. Um, they think that as a practitioner, coins represent barter, bartering. Um, so it would say something about their like exchanging money and gifts with people and others. Um, they'd probably sit on the sidelines and wouldn't get involved with like big events. Um, and they'd be like the contract writer as a practitioner, which is fun. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting because it's it, it they it's a passively collecting coins. So the aspect of passes passivity and the aspect of like m- money economics. It's, yeah, that's kind of fun. It's a yeah. very fun interpretation. Yes. Um, and then last but not least, Belag Tall, um, which who knows? I said earlier it could be one of the Doof members. Um, if you remember talking about that, Malia. I do. <laughs> okay. um, so you like pause for a second. Okay. <laughs> um, they, they say, I'm one of those people who starts a collection and then forgets about it. So maybe I could say I collect forgotten started collections, um, which I think is kind of funny. Um, it's such a big mood also. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, they say they have three cats. So some might say they collect cats um and they have at least um one possum so <gasps> yeah that's probably one of their starter collections um, all right the three cats is the dream um i love my cat a lot and she's sick and so she has to take medicine and there's there's reasons why we probably um can't get any more cats anytime soon i also live in an apartment that's not huge but um every once in a while i watch too many cat videos on the internet and like yell to my fiance that i want to go out and adopt seven cats like immediately and he's always just like uh no and i'm like okay if you get two other cats you should name them pancake and bacon because you call her egg (laughs) for short (laughs) oh that's really good (laughs) i appreciate that um okay so we're at a new discussion question section which i don't know if you have a malia but i was gonna say um instead of doing a discussion question um Make something for our art contest and put in an entry um, for Pale Complexions. Um, I think it's a good opportunity. If there's any of you out there who are like, uh, well, I would do some some really cool, awesome artwork, but I have to put my brain power into this really great discussion question that they come up with. Um, <laughs> well, don't worry, because we're giving you a now break. You don't. <laughs> now you don't have to think about it. Put your brain power into the art contest. Um, and again, it entries are due April 1st. And the I guess the subject um, or the topic at hand is takeover. Woo. Um, woo! All Wild Bow related web serial fan work or i guess short or just story short fan work any kind if of you fan work just draw multiple pictures of wild bow himself <laughs> that would be I creepy mean, you could. but we will I, accept it, it we'll accept it you know we didn't specify that like you couldn't we didn't say you couldn't do that <laughs> so so go ahead you can put <laughs> see just put a picture of what you think he looks like and um i mean hopefully it's uh really cool looking and not like a goblin because that's oh, he's like up. that if you said that he looked like a goblin maybe he would he like, like it, it from an artistic standpoint yeah i guess so um I mean, it's not what i would pick for myself but then again th- that's me you know <laughs> so yeah yeah sure if you want to draw wild bow as a goblin 
or as, uh, I don't know why I can't think of anything else, but as uh, literally anything else, anything else, a super like villain. Like a high fall fairy. Oh yeah, a super villain. Yeah, could do that. Could do some kind of like, uh, I don't know, bio uh, abomination, you know, uh, from like from Twig, because, you know. Without any spoilers, we can kind of assume that we know that that's where that would go um, from that universe, right? Um, yeah, anything you want, go for it. Or just do like something from the stories, you know, that works too. You could say, you could make a That's allowed. That's allowed. We've said now, like, I think someone's asked if you could make songs. You can make a song about Wild Bo, make a song about how you appreciate everything he's, he's done for your life, he's taken and- over your life. He's taken over. I mean, to be fair, you're we're Tuesday not, and Saturday nights. <laughs> I mean, we're not really people to talk since we're making a fucking podcast. Okay. But you can still like make, yeah, make a, make a fan, a fan song. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Might be a little creeped out, but he might not. He might be totally cool with it. I don't know. It depends on the lyrics. You gotta be careful about the lyrics you write, but true. I'm starting to ramble about this. You're starting to ramble. Yeah. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> well, our moving on is moving out. So <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, and feel free to cut any of that out that you want, Malia, but you probably won't because I feel like you don't tend to cut stuff out. It but, takes work to yeah, make it sound natural. To make it sound natural. So I just sound like a rambling, crazy person, but I guess that is a reflection of who I don't I think am. you listen to the episodes anyway, so you don't no. know whether I cut stuff out. You're absolutely, I just assume you don't, but <laughs> you kind of, you kind of confirmed by saying it's a lot of work, okay? I do sometimes. <laughs> if it's like really bad. Okay. Well, I can, I probably come across as a crazy person anyway, but maybe that's just kind of fun to listen to. That's fine. I don't listen to it because it's too fringe. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, which I really hope you did, and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. If you'd like to support Wild Bo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbo and feel free to write a song and enter it into the fan art contest. Woo! You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison. Or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. Slash where you can tell everyone about the cool fan art that you're doing this week and share your thoughts on this episode. (laughs) In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 7.8 and 7.9. Yay! Yay! It's kind of random, Malia. Um, but I was talking to Vitalis earlier today, just saying, well, like, I'm going to record and stuff like that. And he basically, it was like, man, you and Malia are, like, super fans. Like, you guys are, like, you know, have, like, must have, like, a crazy, like, just obsession over this author because you're doing a podcast. I was like, I wouldn't say that. We're just doing a podcast. And he was like, no, it's like next level, like almost stalker like. And I'm like, no, we're not. But um, yeah, so that's what my husband thinks, which is great. He needs to read the story and then he can talk. Yeah. I mean, but she won't because the more I tell him he should, the more he like 
just isn't well, gonna do it because that's you know just his nature um and he doesn't like fiction or he says he doesn't like fiction which basically just means he doesn't like uh he doesn't like the fiction that i don't know i try to get him to to read but it's fine i mean he liked the lord of the rings right when you got him to watch it he he did yeah he likes that which i'm like see he you, likes fiction done i mean he freaking learned english watching spongebob which that's pretty <laughs> fictional like you can't you can't get much more fictional than like a sponge talking sea sponge living in a pineapple and a squirrel from texas that lives in a fishbowl filled with air basically like that somehow doesn't float to the surface um yeah anyway that can't really and then a freaking crab who has like a was it a whale is it a whale yeah she's a whale she's a whale like a whale daughter how does that work i'm not gonna think about that but maybe adopted yeah they don't talk about it but like that's about as fictional as you can get and this is a man who decided to become a marine biologist okay (laughs) so just you know just come to the conclusions that you might so yeah you just anyway um our fun fact um for this episode hippos naturally produce and secrete red sunscreen and that's how they don't get sunburned apparently it's kind of cool it's pretty cool i've been getting a whole bunch of like bridal article suggestions on facebook facebook and they there was one where it was like what not to do with your skin Blah. And I was like, Wah! like before your wedding or something. And hmm. so then I got a whole bunch of advice on skincare. And basically, like the thing apparently that you're supposed to do is you should be wearing sunscreen all the time. It doesn't all matter what your skin is like. You should put sunscreen on it, <laughs> like especially your face every day, apparently. So I have heard that. I'm not that great about it. Although, to Same. be fair, I do work inside for no, it doesn't matter. Hours. <laughs> doesn't matter apparently it doesn't matter that those fluorescent lights are gonna get you we'll get you somehow um all right well yeah i'll try to be better about that then thank you malia um so there you go everybody malia along with a fun fact malia added some skincare and she's gonna be doing that every episode no um reach out to me for weird bridal bridal shit yeah (laughs) probably is just things to try to get me to spend more money but all seriously though sunscreen is actually really good to be putting on every day and they have sunscreen and moisturizers that you can wear right that's i think the like best the best way um, to do it right because you're not just like caking a bunch of like sunscreen on your face and feeling kind of like what the fuck am i doing you're like okay this is sunscreen but it's also like yeah moisturizer which is good for your skin so good yeah all right. Well, thank you for listening to this rant and rambling filled episode, um, which probably isn't very different to normal, but I feel like it's worse today for some reason. And <laughs> it might be because I just ate a bunch of crunchy snacks and a shave ice right before I started recording and carb pie, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I uh, hope you enjoy this anyway, and we'll see you next week. Yay. Bye.